Hi there, and welcome to this episode of the Everyday Millionaire Mindset Matters podcast, where I'm joined by my wife, Stephanie Hanlon Francie. In these episodes, Stephanie and I will unpack the different aspects of what we refer to as Mindset Matters. We believe that today, more than any time before, we're living through the most impactful events in history, changes in the world that are leading to rising confusion, uncertainty, and ultimately fear. For those who are awake, your view of your world is the filter for how you will experience the evolution and changing dynamics of it. Whether it's the growing social and political divisiveness, the need to pivot in business or career, or shifting family dynamics, very few know how to deal with or manage what is unfolding before them. Whatever you're experiencing in your world, Stephanie and I have deeper conversations about mental, emotional, and spiritual health that provide a context for the living that we hope inspires you to ask different questions and has you check in to ask yourself the hard questions. Like, is the path you're on the best path for your journey? Are you still clear on your intended destination or has it changed? Our vision is to provide you ideas and tools that you can apply in your life that you can use to take steps in your evolution of being your greatest self and living your best life. Listen in, enjoy. Hi there, and welcome to the Everyday Millionaire Mindset Matters podcast. Stephanie, hello. Hey, hon. Okay, so we do have a great topic, at least I believe it is, and I'm excited to talk about it. How are we going to title this? Let's talk about coachability. Let's start there. And what is coachability? What does it mean to be coachable? Now, I'm going to throw you that question because we as coaches... When we're talking about new programs, we often say we don't want everybody. If you're not coachable, if you just think you're coaxable, we're not into coaxing, we're into coaching. If you're not coachable, then we're not interested. But then we obviously, or not obviously, we often get some feedback saying, well, what is being coachable? So I'll throw the question to you. Uh, You work with lots of athletes, but we'll just get warmed up. What is being coachable in your world? I think it's a great question. Um, coachability is the ability to re- receive information on a level that you don't bump into your ego with it. So if, with my business clients or with the athlete clients, what happens is that we can impart as much information as we can, but if it's not being received by the person or they're filtering through it what they already know, then they're not coachable. It means they're not going to take the information that, that, that they need to go from somebody that they're hiring and paying to make an uh, action change and 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 take you know full on commitment and I don't know take responsibility for the changes they want to make in their life. Coachability is is basically a verb. You have to be willing to take the information from somebody that possibly knows more than you do. That's the thing about coaching, and I think that's why I don't like the whole concept of life coaching because you can take a weekend course and be a life coach and, and you know and take your your, you know, put your put your shingle up and, and coach anybody you like. But in my world, I think in your world too, in our experience, is that in order to make change, to really have an impact in your life, you have to be willing to receive coaching, which means you have to be willing to change. Well, I think that's an interesting part of it. And I 100% are on side with that. But let's just kind of break it down a little bit. You know, when I think about being coachable, 
there has to be, and being coached myself, I know that I was not, early on, I was not very good at being coached. And a lot of that was due to just my own ego or my own vanity of thinking that if I was being coached, I was less than. So in other words, I was hearing it through a set of filters that I must be wrong or they're making me wrong. And that was, by the way, uh, for a long time, that was my kryptonite, is that I couldn't be coached. It was like, it's like the, those individuals that before they go to the gym, they have to lose weight because they don't want to go to the gym and think everybody thinks that they're not adequate or competent or whatever. So they lose weight before they go to the gym. So then they never go to the gym because they ever, ultimately they don't lose the weight. Does you follow what I'm saying here is that there has to be a set of filters or there has to be a filter that says, you know, I need somebody to guide me through this and support it because I actually don't have the skills or I don't have the competencies or I don't have the ability. And I think coachability means that you have to have a degree of humility as well as, I guess, openness to understanding that the reason I've got this coach is to guide me through this. Or you're going to waste a ton of money and time because you're just going to go from co coach to coach or coax to coax that way. Because, you know, if you already know more than the coach, then why are you hiring them? So I think what, you know, you mentioned the word humility. I also, you know, wanted to throw out vulnerability there too, is that there's times over the years with the people that I coach, is they have to bump into their, to their whole, uh, what they don't know side of their personality. And not that I'm the expert of them or, or coaches are the expert, but our job is to bring out the best in people. And that sometimes is difficult because then you have to show people or shine a light on what it is they don't know or they don't have information on. And I think that we forget sometimes that the world of coaching, personal coaching, personal training, et cetera, really is coming into it with a mindset of being open and having a growth mindset more so than just saying, I want to lose weight. I want to win a, you know, a, a, a medal at the Olympics. I want to do something. Yes, got it. Those are your goals. But the willingness to be coached and to take the information in and then make changes in the direction that you're going takes a huge amount of trust. Well, this to me is such a big conversation. Now, we've spent our lives in really in the coaching business per se. You know, when we look at the Real Estate Investment Network, as much as I'm talking about real estate, it really is a, a coaching program and it's a group coaching program. We create community, we create environment and culture, and we then, you know, on a regular basis get together and we talk about different strategies and how-tos and all the rest of it. So in really kind of in a context of coaching, it is a coaching, a group coaching program. Now, what happens, of course, is that over time, people realize that they've got certain skill sets and they go, no, I need more specific coaching. What does that look like? The point, I guess, of the conversation is around coachability is that we often come across individuals who are, number one, they're very coachable. In other words, they get it. But the more difficult are the individuals who have lots of ego around it. So in other words, like me, they feel made like they're not smart enough or that they're being made wrong or that they should know this. And these are little subtle kind of almost subconscious things that can get in the way of being coachable. And that's really what I, what I want to shine a light on here right now. So this is a I think given sport, I'm going to give this as an example. And I learned this from Jadine. She gave a good context. I knew it, but she goes, you know, like as a skater in her world, figure skating, she also does choreography, of course, is that 
How many times, and we'll just talk about that, but it could be any sport. How many times does a young athlete fall down before they get it? How many times do they miss before they get it? How many times do they literally fail before they get it? So in other words, the whole time that they're trying to do something, they're failing along the way. So they get very, I guess, accustomed to the fact that part of the process of learning is in fact failing. And then having a coach, somebody who's been there, done that, guide them. Is Am I making sense in this conversation so far? 100%. And you can relate that to business. You can relate that. It's, you know, I guess what I love is that sport and business, are they're just microcosms of each other. And I hope that, you know, people that are listening to this aren't hearing this as more sports related because it's also life. You know, when we fail, we are getting feedback all the time. And we're so stuck sometimes on what it could look like and how other people view us when we fail that we forget that the failure is feedback. You know, it's um, how many times have we heard, you know, you, you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. <laughs> True. And, right. Is that we have to have a willingness and an ability to be coachable. I mean, what I found over the years, you know, some of the best athletes in the world I've worked with in ice hockey and sport and golf, biathlon, you know, I, I can just go on and on. And some of the best in the world were the ones that were wanting, they were seeking the coaching, even if they weren't, you know, I tell stories all the time about myself as I was learning and growing how to be a coach or how to be the best in the world at what I wanted to be. I would learn things from the janitor at the rink or from the Zamboni driver, or I'd be learning something from, you know, people who were just randomly making comments on right now it's online. I mean, I don't, you can't really take it on because, you know, we don't really know what people know. But ultimately, there's things to learn in every situation. And the minute that you're not coachable, the minute you're not willing to look at yourself and how somebody else could actually help you achieve your goals, then that's when things start to really shut down. And that's when it's, you know, as a coach, I can actually, in that moment, I'll have to either change the trajectory or I'll say, you know, I'm no longer the coach for you because if we're not, if you're not coachable, if you're not receiving the coaching, then there's really nothing more that I can do to take you towards your goals. Well, you know, there's another part of this. And so for those of you who are listening and are still here, you know, understand that there is a method to the madness of when I kind of got into this conversation in this particular podcast, it was born out of the or inspired out of some insights that I gained. Uh, JG, uh, who's a CGO, the Chief Growth Officer of the Real Estate Investment Network. And of course, Stephanie and I are just coming off of Mindset Matters, that program that we run up Mindset Matters, and eventually going into shift in the fall. But the point is this, is when we get into these programs, first and foremost, you, aside from being coachable, is do you understand that the most successful people in the world all have coaches? And coaching... They may not admit it, though. Well, maybe. But, you know, think about the best actors in the world. Every single one of them have been coached, whether it be in acting, in voice, in whatever specialty they are. And when they're acting and they're doing things, you know, if they're in a fight scene, they've learned how to uh, fight. They've learned all of the things that are going. They're in a coaching program. The most successful athletes have all been coached every single day. They grew up in that environment. As a matter of fact, some become dependent on coaches and actually, how do I live my life without a coach? So my point is this, is whether we're getting coaching intentionally as in an athlete or an actor, 
we understand a couple things is that we don't come out of the shoot knowing it all. We actually need that guidance. We need that support. When you go and you get education, you know, perhaps your professor or your teacher, you can look at them as that, or you can also look at them as a mentor, as a coach, somebody that's supporting and guiding you. But the point of it is this, you have to actually seek that next level of guidance, if you will. And that's what I look at as from a coaching point of view, you know this, I mean, both of us are buying into that whole philosophy. We're not telling anybody what to do. We're asking great questions and we believe that everybody has the answers. And if you can get to those answers based on us asking great questions, the outcome is actually quite remarkable. You know, it's really, and it brings me to a memory, if if you'll um, give me a cause here, is that, do you remember when we were in Mexico and we went golfing and I used to, I was a a golfer all the way up. My dad was my mentor and coach, and I ended up being provincial champion in, you know, at a certain level of golf junior ladies. And I I walked away from it because it was very stressful. But years later, I remember being on the tee box in Cabo, I think, and maybe my stance was a little off or I wasn't holding my my grip was a little off. And I remember you saying something. I I think you said, sweetheart, just stand a little bit back, uh, widen your stance a little bit, Let's loosen your grip. And I did all those things. And when I went to take the drive, it felt so good. And just because I was able to receive, and maybe that was a cellular thing, but I remember receiving the coaching and having the most amazing experience and a, and a really a great relatedness to being a golfer again. But I remember you saying to me, and the same thing happened on the tennis court once, you said to me, you're so coachable. What is it about you that's so coachable? Because I didn't want to, I didn't want to quit golf, for example, but I didn't want to carry on the way that I was being coached or the way that that environment was for me. But when you took me through that lesson on the tee box in Cabo, I just remember what it felt like to receive information and then just to make the adjustments in real time so that I could make my swing. I could actually do what I needed to do. And you were giving me feedback in real time. And I just think that, you know, in my memory of that and how great it felt to not just have to stand up to the tee box and just, you know, whack away, <laughs> but to receive the coaching. I, I don't know if you remember that. Do you remember I, that? I, yeah, I have vague memories of that. We were with uh, Bob, we were at the uh, Palmia, yeah, and uh, we were on, we were golfing the Palmia, which uh, was a great course. But yeah, no, I think over the years, uh, you are far, you have been, you are far more coachable than I have been in the past, in my past. But here's a fundamental thing that I believe to be the case. You grew up playing sports. I didn't grow up playing sports to the degree that you did. I didn't learn how to be coached. So if you're a parent listening to this, I can't stress enough. Get your kids involved in sports for any number of reasons, uh, not the least of which is how to be part of a team, but we're big, both you and I see the benefits of kids playing sports or people playing sports overall, but you learn how to be coached. And, you know, you're not always going to have the greatest coaches, but even, you know, when I look at us now as adults, we have coaches. The one thing that I'm clear on is even right now, I'm recently been connecting with and looking for a great coach. I'm looking for a coach, but I'm really clear on what I want and what I don't want. And I'll, I'll share the story is that, you know, Patrick Bet David, I'm a big fan. And anyways, because I follow him, because I've reached out to him and we've had different conversations, 
at the with his team, by the way, not with Patrick Bat. But the point is this: is that when his team approached me and said, "Okay, I get what you're looking for. Here's some options for you." What I realized is that no, that's not what I'm looking for. What I loved about Patrick Bet's David's team, by the way, is they went, "Got it. No, you're right. This is not exactly what you're looking for, and we wouldn't want you to be part of that program." Which is the integrity of a program and a world class coach like Patrick Beck David and or his team. The point is this: is that. Coaching is so incredibly important because there is just absolutely no way for you to know all that you need to know. And I'm blessed because I'm surrounded by a team of people that are way smarter than me. And so I get to learn and gain from their knowledge and their expertise. So when we look at overall coaching and coachability, it's actually owning the fact that you don't know enough and having a great coach is actually creating the velocity and speeds up the process of getting to you to where you need to go. That's that's a long, I guess all of this whole segment's been a long-winded way of saying, are you coachable? What it takes to be coachable is also some clarity of where you see your gaps. Yeah. And what I love about what you just said is that it actually brings the mindset into it, right? But we're, you know, this is called mindset matters and the mindset and why it matters when it turn when you say, I want to do something or I want to grow to another level and I need coaching. The mindset of being coachable, the mindset of being a learner, being a student. One of my favorite things in the world is go to Pilates class or go to a class where somebody else is the expert. And I just, even though I know a lot about body and physiology and muscles and kinesis, all that stuff, I get to be the learner in that moment. And when you have the ability to be coachable, it actually is also comforting it when, when it comes to having people give you information that they're the expert in. So there's also a back and forth that comes with that. I think about our program shift, our, our shift program is like setting honest intentions for transformation. I mean, that's a big title. And I think the people that are drawn to that over the last couple of years, we're looking for something that would just gently shift their perspective in a way that they got to see that they're, you know, are they coachable? Are they coachable in the way that whatever they're bringing to us, can we shift their mindset from maybe being an expert or being afraid or being uh, fear-driven or I don't know or, or whatever, but how could we shift that mindset? And that's what I love about talking about mindset is that really all we're doing is shifting how we see ourselves or a perspective or something that we've learned in the past. And, you know, I, I really appreciate you you saying to parents, if, if there's parents that are listening to us, is that, yes, you know a lot potentially in what you're doing, but but get your children coached. Find the best coach that you can because that outside voice teaches them very early on that there's other people that know as much or more than they do. So that integration and that back and forth communication and transfer and transformation of uh, of actions and reactions is something that is a life skill. And I think it's really important that we shine a light on that. It is something that's important to shine a light on and understanding that it never goes away in terms of the wanting. Now, first off, you have to be or have to have a desire to be more than you are today. You know, when we look at 
you know, creating a great life and a life by design and being your greatest and best self, that's that never goes away. You know, if you're driven to be your best self, you're going to run up to your ceiling of limitation. I'm going to share a quick story with you in that I just had an interview on a podcast today where I was interviewing the guest, by the way. And one of the things that he shared is that when I asked him the question, I said, you know, how is it that you've got to where you are? He goes, I never stop believing in myself ever. I just believe in myself and I will always invest in me. And I'll always take the time to understand what is making me tick. And if I'm resisting something, I'm looking for what that resistance is. What is it that stops me from moving forward? And he gets his coaching directly from a mentor or mentors. And he also is very good at surrounding himself with very smart people. Now, why do I share that? Well, at the end of the day, when we look at what it is we're trying to create, we don't have all of it. And if we can figure it out, great. And can we figure it out and still have some sense of, I don't know, sanity around it? What are we giving up? What are we compromising? What are we saying, well, no, if I'm going to have that, I can't have that. This goes back to, you know, those individuals that, you know, work a 20-hour day or a 14-hour day and don't have time for their family or don't have time for any kind of a lifestyle. It's all of that or nothing. There's that aspect of it. And it really occurred to me that when we step back, if we're not in it, so as I'm having this conversation, one of the things that we bring to the table is we're not emotionally in the conversation with you that's in your head. In other words, we're not beating ourselves up. We're not beating you up. You know, you're having a a kind of a conversation in your brain about what's going on and we're not there. So we're from the outside looking in and we're seeing it from a totally different perspective as coaches. So I'll stop there. Do you want to comment on that? Yeah, just did a full on mic drop there. So many of my clients over the last 30 years have been so hard on themselves and they just think they're not doing the right thing. And I look at them and I go, you are amazing. Like if we just tweak this, this, and this, the trajectory that you're going on, you're going to get your goals. But the mic drop part of it was we're so hard on ourselves. And people that are are high achievers or they want something more or they just know there's something more. And if they have the courage and the vulnerability and the humility to reach out to somebody that they admire or somebody that they think that can bring information to them, then that is what really moves people forward. You know, I think about just how grateful I am that my parents surrounded me by such good coaches over the years in baseball, golf, uh, skating, hockey. They use sport as a vehicle, but also piano. They found the best piano teacher. Whether I liked it or not, they didn't care. It was about the learnings mm. and it was about what I was gaining and the discipline around the practice and the uh, willingness and the humility that it took to go, I suck at piano. But you know, what skill can that bring me forward in my life? And I think if anything, we talk about coachability and and how we circle back into how, you know, the the ability to connect with ourselves and to be the best we can be requires us to reach out and to ask and to ask for support and help and not to be afraid to be wrong and not to be afraid to screw up and make mistakes because the right coaches are going to create the environment for me to screw up. That's the whole point. That's the whole point. Well, that's an important point to point out. I've got a whole bunch of things I want to just shine a light on, but first and foremost, 
you know, the right coach is not sitting in judgment of you. The right coach has the compassion, the empathy, and the listening for where the gaps are, what you might be missing, that they can ask you the great questions to get you to the answer that you need to actually have that lesson, to really get it. But I want to go back to something that's, I think, really important. You know, you work with world-class athletes, Olympic world-class You've done that. You've worked with NHL players, so multi-million dollar athletes. Here's the thing about it is that imagine at their level, they're beating themselves up. They're having that mental conversation with themselves that says, you know, I'm not good enough. I'm not a loser or I'm a loser. I'm not ever going to be good enough to be on the first line. I'm always going to be a fourth line player. We've had all these conversations before. Here's my point. It happens in business as well. And so part of what becomes important to understand is what is the coach you're looking for? So if we look at Mindset Matters, and this is something that you and I have talked about many times, is that people go, ah, that mindset stuff, you know, like I've got the mindset, I got all the mindset, you know, I need this or I need that. And that's fair, got it, understood. But what we've come to understand, and you certainly learned this many years ago, is that you're working with NHL hockey players or I guess any athletes that you've worked with over the years, in this case, figure skating, that's the most recent. But the point is this, you're not a technical coach. I mean, you were on the on the hockey skate, like on the skating side of it in the world of hockey, you are in fact a technical coach. Got it. You have that ability. But you didn't, I mean, they made the NHL. I mean, they have to have pretty they, good. They're pretty darn good, right? But what you've got to in all of this, and the same with your skaters is the skaters have technical coaches, you know, the figure skaters. They've got technical coaches. They are choreographies. You're a mental performance coach. Well, what the hell does that even mean? You know, so it really is an extension of where I want to go with the conversation a little bit is I can sit with a young business owner and we can talk about the how-tos. We can talk about strategies. You know, give me your financials. Let me look at your balance sheet. Let me have a discussion about what you are with your, your HR and what are you doing with your culture and how are you hiring? What are your hiring practices? Like I can go through all the operational side of things. I mean, operationally, you know, I, I get it and I understand it and I can support people around that. But it's so rare that we spend any time in that conversation. I mean, that's the easy stuff. The more difficult part, which is back to what I was saying with you, is that we know that when people get the hell out of their own way, when they can actually see a different vision, the athletes you work with, all of a sudden, they perform better. I know that the real estate investors or the business owners I work with, all of a sudden, have a way better, bigger, more efficient vision for how they'll operate. Yet I didn't really talk to them about necessarily about changing operations. We may have had some of that conversation, but it is really in the mindset component of it that makes you and helps you perform better operationally or in your case, technically. Did I, did that make sense? It does. But I, I think we need to do, before we wrap it up, we need to go one layer a little bit deeper is that when you can create a context around what's going on for a human being, emotionally, mentally, intellectually, they actually perform better physically. And that's, I think, you know, I don't want to give away my, you know, secret sauce when it comes to sports, but 
that is really what the gift is, is that being able to have a space. We talked a little bit about space holding in, a, in another podcast, is that the space for somebody to be human, to be truthful, to be scared, to be curious, to be all the things that it takes to be the best in the world. If we're only just talking about the how-tos and the TikTok and the physical side of how things are and not acknowledging and creating an opportunity for them to have that space to talk, not, I'm, I'm not talking about whining and complaining and venting. I'm talking actually using emotion, using fear, using the things that, that are usually pushed away when it comes to high level performance is that that has been really the secret sauce for my success in, in the world of, of ice hockey in ice Academy in Montreal in the, in the business that I'm doing is that we create the space and have the time for people to really be authentic and be truthful what's going on for themselves and then help them reframe that and then redirect it in a way that they can use it. I know with hockey players early on, I realized that what was in their way around skating faster, getting more goals, moving from the fourth to the first line really had nothing to do with skill because at that level, a lot of them are very similar in their skill level. What was different was in their mindset. And their mindset was grounded a lot of time in their history, in the stories they were telling themselves, in the in the dramas, in the in the in some of the baggage or the trauma that were happening in their past. Mm. And no, I'm not a sports psychologist, but what I was was trained in the ability to actually create the space for them to be okay with what was going on and be here now. Be here now. What do you need to do to perform the best that you can do? Let me hold some of that drama. What is going on for you? You know, we can deal with it later, but when it comes to performing and to being in the moment, that is really what has been the shift and the mindset for the clients that I work with. You know, as we wind this all down, you know, we started the conversation with coachability. Are you coachable? And that, in fact, is a conversation. Then there is the willingness to be coached or the desire to be coached. That is on, I guess, follows the fact that you come to a realization that you need a coach. The best in the world are coached. I don't care what it is. The best in the world are coached. But it goes back to the podcast interview I just did, which is you have to believe in yourself. You have to be willing to bet on yourself. And, you know, it's interesting that thousands of people that we've talked to on mass you know the number of people that we can talk about real estate investing in real estate learning to invest in real estate what a small percentage of people is that take us up on the offer and they look at it and they get in what gets in their way is gosh it's 2500 bucks a year and oh my gosh you know like that's crazy i can get this free on youtube there's a lot of that that's happening these days but the people who are and the i guess the community and the individuals that we've got to know over the years is they believe so strongly in themselves they assess it and go okay no i can if i'm given the guidance that you're telling me i'm given then no brainer i'm i'm all in because i can do this give me the tools give me the knowledge give me the guidance i can do this i think that the problem that we look at in terms of coachability is people are not willing, number one, to change, but I don't think they believe in themselves. That's just a kind of a out well, loud, wow. an out loud thought. Do a whole podcast on that. Don't step over that. We should do a whole podcast 
and what it takes to believe in yourself and what that actually means. Well, that's not easy. And I can tell you that at this point in my life, I've gone in, you know, having gone through many life experiences that I still can bump up against that at the next level, at the next level, at the next level. And my own kind of self-talk, if you will, is where am I getting in my way? Where am I getting in my way? You know, back to the conversation that I had with, you know, some of the Patrick Bet David team is that I... I said to them really clearly, I've been in business almost 40 years. I don't need somebody to tell me how to run a business. I know how to run a business. That's not what I'm looking for. And as we had this conversation and we talked about it, they so got it. As a matter of fact, I was really honored by the fact that they went, no, this is not for you. This is not what we're looking for. And this has been over many, you know, several months that I've had these conversations. But the point is this, is when you start to get clear on what it is that you're looking for, and when you put yourself in the right environment, and you look and listen and talk to different people, you actually start to get clear on what it is that you need for coaching. And we know this many years in, it's so rare that is being, it is the technicalities. It is very rare that the coaching at the level we do is about the technicalities. It's where do you need to get out of your way? Where's that transformation for you so that you can live your greatest life, be your greatest self, bring it home, wrap it up. What have you got for words of wisdom? I didn't want to step over your words, but hun, you know what it is, is that where do you value yourself enough, especially now because in so many ways, we've been just chattered in in self-worth and self-confidence and, you know, put everybody ahead and, you know, do this because you're going to kill grandma. And, you know, I think the self-confidence on so many levels have been shattered. Yeah. And if we can re-enter the conversation and help people rebuild that layer of self-worth, we can't even get to confidence because as we talked about before, is confidence bor- is borrowed. It's, you know, it's a shared energy. But if we can bring people to that moment of self-worth, is that I matter and that what, my, what I want to do and my family matters and, and what I, I know to be true matters, we can help that rebuild and, and, and grow again. And from a place of coachability, I think that little shift of mindset, it's not going to be a big trajectory for many. We just need to get back to it. Yeah. A couple things. First and foremost, confidence is rarely owned. It's always borrowed, almost always borrowed. I just want to hit that home again. Secondly, trajectory. You know, you hit a golf ball out one millimeter at the tee and it's in the next fairway out at 300 yards. So trajectory is subtle. It isn't big, dramatic things. It is shifting trajectory subtly. It's not blowing stuff up. And I think that's so important. You know, the podcast, if we bring value to you, that's awesome. Love to hear from you if you get value out of these conversations. But ultimately, you know, when we look at what we're doing and what we see as being a contribution, being coaches, is... Well, well, don't, don't, don't you see? We're not the expert of you. Well, no, there's, thank you for that reminder. And that is this, is we as individuals on a podcast that goes out to now several thousand people, but the point is this, we can literally say out loud, we believe in you more than you believe in yourself. And that's going to be the case for 99% of the people that might listen to this podcast. And we can say that because ultimately, very few people believe in themselves 
but we see from the outside looking in what people are capable of. And I can't stress enough. If you get tons out of this podcast, that's awesome because we truly do believe in you more than you believe in yourself. So that's kind of how I want to finish that up. Uh, Stephanie, I'm still waiting for your profound words of wisdom if you've got them. Pun, you believe in me more than I believe in myself sometimes. You know, if I'm going to wrap this up, I'm just going to say from a, from a, the willingness to be coachable, the willingness to be coachable allows me as a human being to receive information and to fill myself up and not have to feel alone, not have to figure it out and to do it all myself. But that's why this, this conversation is so important is that for me being coachable my whole life is that I'm not really that good at a whole lot of stuff, but I'm so coachable that I can take what I want and what I dream and what I envision for our life, for my life together. But I need to be open to other people's wisdom. And by doing that, I know that I'm going to keep growing and I'm going to keep taking our lives to the next level. So really, I don't know if that's wisdom or if that's just, you know, humility. But, you know, I just have no ego around, you know, what I know anymore. I need to be coached. I want to be coached. I want more information coming in. And I really hope that that comes across today. Beautiful. Well, I am your biggest fan. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for the show. Thanks for your words of wisdom. And uh, I'm looking forward to the next one. Me too. That was fun. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. If you found value in the podcast, please take the time to rate and review and share with others. Share with your friends as it is my goal to always improve and to provide the highest value for you, the listener. If you have any comments, suggestions, or questions you'd like answered, please email me at ceo at raincanada.com. That's ceo at reincanada.com. I look forward to hearing from you. And until next time, Patrick out.